0: Tonight we get to the point, uh, the very pivotal point literally in human history. When the Prophet he's in the cave of Hira in Mecca, and he had this practice where, and we all need this from time to time, where we just need our alone time, we just need our space, we need our me time, you could say. And he just, he needed some alone time, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he would spend uh, this alone time at times in this, in this particular cave. And one time, as we know, when he was, when he was in this cave, Angel, Jibreel, wasalam, Angel Gabriel, peace be upon him, came to him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, came to Prophet Muhammad, alayhi sallam, and instructed him to read. And he said, I can't read. And Jibreel squeezed him, alayhi salam, and he told him again, read. He said, I can't read. And he squeezed him. And we know the story. This happened a few times. And then the first five ayat of the Qur'an are revealed to the Prophet, Angel Jibreel, alayhi he tells the Prophet, he reveals to the Prophet the first five ayats of the Qur'an. Read in the name of your Lord. اقرأ الذي Read in the name of your Lord who creates. The one who created the human being from a clot of blood, from a clinging substance. Read and your Lord is more generous. اِقْرَأُ وَرَبُّكَ الْأَكْرَمُ الَّذِي عَلَّمَ بِالْقَلَمُ The one who taught by the pen, the one who taught with the pen. عَلَّمَ الْإِنسَانَ مَا لم يعلم He taught the human being what he didn't know. And as we know, the, the, the arguably, the, the most important part of this, this, these powerful five ayats, the very first word of اِقْرَأُ of read. You can also understand اِقْرَأُ to mean recite. Both are... are both meanings are present within this term. After this happens, the Prophet ﷺ, so this happens during Laylatul Qadr in the month of Ramadan, and the Prophet ﷺ, he's extremely startled. He's, he's completely thrown off by this experience. He had no idea what was coming. So he, he goes down the side of the mountain and he goes home. Notice something. What, what was the first place he went to? He went straight home and he went to his other half, he went to Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha because he found comfort in her presence. And it's important for us to try to cultivate environments at home that are peaceful, that are filled with love and compassion, such that if we're struggling with something outside of the home, the first place we want to go to is to go home and to consult our immediate family members. But in order for that to happen, that environment has to be cultivated well beforehand. And it takes a lot of time and effort, but this shows us how important, and you, could, and you can even say how clutch it is to have that available. So he goes home and he goes to Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha, and he opens up to her about what happened, and he was completely startled. He didn't know how to process what happened. And he mentioned to her how afraid he was. And so he was completely vulnerable with her, radiallahu anha. And look at how she responded. how she responded. So he goes home and he tells her what happens and he's saying, cover me, cover me. And she covers him and he explains what happens. And look at how she responds. The first thing that she says, Wallahi la Allahu abada. Wallahi, I swear by Allah, Allah would never disgrace you. She's supporting him literally from day one, from the very beginning. The Prophet now has the mantle of Prophethood, of being a messenger of God. On his shoulders, talk about having the weight of the world on your shoulders. And he goes to her, and what does she do? She supports him in this endeavor. She supports him in this regard. And the first thing she says, I swear by Allah, Allah would never disgrace you. And then she mentions these noble qualities of the Prophet ﷺ. You help the poor, you help the orphan, you help those in need. You basically give a voice to the voiceless and you help the helpless. So you, you find the, the, how, how important this support was during this time of need. She was there for him from day one. She believed in, in him from day one. She supported him from day one here and also moving forward, supporting him very significantly behind the scenes. So privately, and then Abu Talib was a major source of support publicly. But the, 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 the main thing that, that I want to take from this very powerful story, there are many, many gems that we can take from it. There's so much fruit that we can take from this beautiful tree of a story. But the main thing that I want to highlight is the fact that the very first word revealed to the Prophet in an unlettered society is iqra. Is iqra, is to read, is to recite. If you understand this, if you look at it from the angle of reading, talk about potential. I mean, these people. That basically nobody, nobody was literate. Very, very few people. Very few people in the Arabian Peninsula were literate. This was not a common thing. You have you have between one and two dozen people. It's it's a very small number. Some even mention the number of seventeen people. A very small number. But Allah knows where the potential lies. Unlettered people in a desert, they didn't have libraries, they didn't have bookshelves, they didn't even have books. But Allah still revealed to the Prophet, That is the book. In which there is no doubt and it is guidance for people who truly care about their relationship with Allah Azza wa Jal. It is guidance for the pious, guidance for the righteous, guidance for, for, for people who truly care about trying to do the right thing for the sake of God, for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jalla. Iqra. So if we look at it from the, from the angle of reading potential, we may not see... We may not see any potential within ourselves in terms of serving this deen. We may see very little potential within ourselves regarding serving this deen. But chances are our potential is far more than we even realize. And if we want to tap into that potential for the sake of Allah, where do we start? We start with this book. We start with the Qur'an. And if we look at this term from the standpoint of, of reciting, اقرأ باسم ربك الذي Right, Both ways, it, it, it reminds us the importance of learning, of education, of learning for ourselves. Chances are we all grew up with a lot of different ideas that, that we thought were Islamic, but then over time we learned that, oh, maybe this was purely cultural, maybe it was sort of in between, maybe it wasn't anything rooted in culture at all, maybe it was straight up from the Qur'an and Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. The important thing is for us to learn and to understand over time. And the more a person learns in anything, but in particular as it relates to Islam, as it relates to deen, the more you learn, the more you realize how little you know. The more you learn, the more you realize how many different opinions exist on, on so many different issues to the point where the norm starts to be that you expect for there to be different opinions on virtually everything. And then you see where they're coming from and it's this very beautifully complicated mosaic of a tradition. But if we want to break it down to black and white, zero and one, and to, 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 to act as if it's that simple, that, that's not necessarily the case. There is definitely... A simplicity, and this is, this is very beautiful and powerful when you think about it. Islam has the simplicity where a Bedouin you know, just wants to do the, the five pillars, that's all they need, that's all they want, nothing more. It has that simplicity where that, that's enough to get by. That is good enough, you could say. But then it also has the complexity where until now, how many thousands upon thousands of books and commentaries and collections do we have based on Islam? And if you think about it in, 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 in light of that, if you look at the life of the Prophet ﷺ, this unlettered person, the most books written about a single person in human history were about him ﷺ. And that continues until now. So who was this person who received Iqra? Who was this person who received this Qur'an, who received this revelation? So it's up to us, especially because we live in America, and especially because within this beautiful, particular community, we have various backgrounds and various ethnicities, and a lot of people grow up in very diverse parts of the world. So it's very important for us to value this term, iqrat, to read and to understand, to read and to learn with the intention of understanding the people next to us. If someone is praying next to someone, and they do something that may be a little bit different than what they're used to, instead of jumping down their throat and correcting them, maybe take a little bit of time to learn more about why are they doing that? How come some people raise their hands before they bow and some people don't? Both are perfectly valid opinions, but the important thing is to seek to understand, and then to, to, to pair that with compassion. To have compassion for that person who follows, who follows a different perfectly valid opinion. We have different ways of calling adhan, different ways of calling Iqama, different ways of praying witr. But do we have the, 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 the compassion to understand that we should be respectful, loving, and courteous towards people who, who may follow different valid opinions, grounded in centuries upon centuries of scholarship? It goes back to this term iqra. And then you have... And then you have over the decades, you have the libraries in Spain, you have Muslims getting paper from China, and then mass producing it, and we have paper until now, basically because of the Muslims. The spine of a book was invented by the Muslims, right? So we have this vast rich tradition, especially regarding education. But it's up to us to connect with it as best we can. We ask Allah to help us to value knowledge and wisdom. We ask Allah to fill our hearts with compassion. We ask Allah to accept the dua from us. علما, and say, My Lord, increase me in knowledge. We ask Allah to not only increase us in knowledge, but also wisdom and mercy. We ask Allah for this, this balanced triangle.